Trading Nut, episode 140. My biggest thing about trading is that I do not focus on money. See, money is a mindset. Together with money comes lifestyle. And the biggest problem with traders and new traders today is that they are too busy focusing on lifestyle as a whole and what car another trader is driving, where they live, the clothes they use, the Gucci, the Versace, uh, the Louboutins and all of those things. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern training is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Joash Naidu on the show. Now, Joash is a trader from South Africa who's got quite a unique style. Uh, it's not something I've heard on the show before. He trades just two markets now and has probably got one of the best stories about going from trading newbie to consistently profitable I've heard so it's something you're going to be able to relate to if you're struggling with trading now guys do remember other things coming up on the trading up podcast we've got something in the crypto space stay tuned for that uh, if you do have guests that you want to hear on the show then please hit me up by email or telegram or instagram talking about telegram we got four and a half thousand almost four and a half thousand members in the trading up telegram chat room which is free for anyone looking to find some other people to trade with. Now, one of those people in the chat room is Cass Darman. Cass has been giving out his key key levels for the week ahead over there on the Trading Night YouTube channel. So if you do want to check that out, head over there. It is a membership, a paid membership. You need to hit join, find out all about what he's doing on the gold Forex markets and even some other markets around key levels for that future week. So that's uh, also happening. And last but not least, I'm still taking on a few more members of the Robot Builders Club this month. So if you are looking to join to automate some or all of your trading and find out how I do it, I do recommend checking out my free training first. Okay, so check that out. It's over there on tradingnut.com. There's probably links under the video or in the podcast description. And you can always flick me questions via email, Telegram, or Instagram. Again, I know a lot of people have been asking about the payment plan. So, guys, if you do want to check that out, then hit me up by email. And there is a chat form on or chat uh, widget on the page as well if you do want to talk to me direct over there. All right, guys, that's enough from me. Let's get on with this amazing show with Joash Naidu. Hey, folks, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have just launched some amazing changes to their funded trader program. You got to check out. You can now skip the whole evaluation, trade gold as well as Forex, plus they've increased the drawdown you're allowed in both the evaluation and when funded. With C2A, it's even faster and easier to reach up to $4 million in funding with a 50 to 70% profit share. Click the link in the description to find out what else has changed. Okay, welcome to Trading at Joe Ash. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you for having me, man. It's really, really a pleasure to be here with you. It's uh, anticipated and I'm so excited, bro. I'm so excited for this. Well, look, so am I, mate, because I know we've been trying to get this uh, arranged for ages, and uh, I know you've, yeah. you've gone through the, the ringer in the last few weeks trying to get yourself ready for this. So, um, look, it's great to have you on the show, 
and uh, good recommendation from a really good friend of mine. So I'm a, I'm excited for this interview. Now, uh, the first thing I want to find out is your whole trading journey. How did you get started in this, and how did you get to the point where you are now? Okay, bro. So you know, my trading journey is quite different from everybody else's. You know, uh, different people uh, have different reasons why they trade. Uh, different circumstances. So mine goes all the way. From, my journey goes all the way back to the year 2014. Okay, so we're gonna go from 2014, and then I'll bring you up to date. So I I matriculated, um, uh, which is secondary education, in the year 2013, uh, and then it was time for me to go to university in the year 2014. So to be honest with you, bro, uh, from the onset I was never the smartest person uh, in school. I I never got the best results. Um, but but the thing about me, I guess, I was always street smart. Okay. So when I went to university, in fact, when I went to university, I didn't even know what I wanted to study and become. Okay. I was at that point in my life, 2014, just entered university, all of these new things. And then I just decided, you know what? Uh, let me do IT because, you know, it has something to do with computers, software, stuff like that. So I got into the IT thing. I studied for the first semester. And I remember at the end of the first semester, uh, which is a six-month period, my dad uh, came up to me and he and he sat me down and told me, you know what, Josh, um, I don't have money to further your studies. So I don't have money to pay for your studies to go on. So I was just six months into university and then he told me that so immediately i began to think and and i said to myself you know what if it's god's will for me to continue he will or or he will reveal something new to me and i remember in the second semester uh in the my my university fees uh were not even paid for the first semester but i went back in the second semester because you have the opportunity to pay at the end of the year and in the second semester one morning i was walking uh, in the corridor uh, in the university in university and i remember there was a group of about five uh, guys sitting around the laptop um, and then um, you know they were very like excited about what's going on here so i actually thought it was they were gaming or, or or doing some sort of thing so i just peeped into the screen and then i saw uh, these 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 lines all around at that time i didn't know what it was i saw these bars and all of these things and then I asked the guy, you know what, uh, sorry to intrude, but what is this? And then he told me, you know what, uh, this is Forex trading. Okay. And then I said, okay, Forex trading, probably some sort of scam and all of these things. So what happened was later that week, I, I was on YouTube and then I just uh, Googled, uh, sorry, I just put on YouTube there and I Googled after that, what is Forex trading? And then I started watching these videos and then it went on from there. And then at the end of university uh, in 2014, uh, you know, it came to the point again where we couldn't afford university, so I had to drop out. So basically, I'm a college dropout. End of 2014, I'm a college dropout. But what happened is, I guess, I guess, like from August to December 2014, I I I began to 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 read about forex, watch a lot of videos, and all of these things. Okay, so in that time. I decided, you know what, right now there is, there, there is nothing else that's going for me. I know that I'm not going to continue university next year. So I'd rather 
look into this thing, which is forex trading, which I then began to develop a passion for. And the word passion is very important because it is that passion that actually grew year by year, day by day, that, that, that drove me to where I am here today. So, bro, it came 2015, and basically at that point, uh, Forex trading was there. It was something that I wanted to do. But at the same time, I knew that I had to get a job. So in 2015, in the first three to four months, I probably put my CV through to about 900 different companies. I probably went for like 150 interviews, okay, in that first three to four months. And nothing ever worked out for me. I never could get a job. Everything declined. I don't know whether it was (laughs) bad luck. I don't know whether it was just fate, but... What I do believe, I think it was just the will of God, where none of that worked out for me. Because if I, at that point in my life, I was in such a dark, lonely place, where if I had got a job, I probably would have been stuck in that mentality, the nine to five, six years later, or seven years later, which is today. You know, so at that point, right then, right right now, a lot of people will be watching this interview, and a lot of thousands of people watch it days to come. And they probably in that place where things are not working out for them. But I'm here to tell them today that if it's not working for you, don't give up. Because at that time, when it didn't work out for me, if I just gave up on life as a whole, I wouldn't be here today. So eventually, the whole job thing, job hunting thing uh, didn't work out for me. A lot of people promised me jobs, you know, family members, uh, friends. Uh, and all of these things promised me, you know, I would get you a job, but do this and do that, and nothing ever materialized. And I remember at that point in my life, all I had was my laptop. I had no money to trade. And I, I had YouTube there, a wealth of information. And that's how my trading journey started. And along my trading journey, I decided that, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to be a forex trader. And all I knew was what I could see on YouTube. So I saw these lifestyles. I saw all of these strategies. And that's what I pursued towards. Okay. So uh, along that journey, obviously, it comes to a point where you have to fund your trading account. Now, at that point, my family was in a position where they could not give me money to trade or fund an account. But what I did have is I had things around me. So, for example, I'm a musician. I play guitar in church all of these things. I had these musical instruments. I had all of these possessions. Possessions, sorry. So what I did is I began to sell these things. Okay? So I began to sell stuff that I had, physical possessions to fund my account. And I promise you, bro, every time I funded, sold something for money, I funded my account, I blew my account. It happened for the first three years. In the first three years of my trading journey, I never made a withdrawal. I didn't know what it is to withdraw. I didn't know what it was to click the withdrawal button. I never even withdraw a dollar. It came to a point where I had a Velocity Golf 1, a VW Golf 1, Volkswagen. I even sold that car. I sold it for about 40,000 rand uh, here in South Africa, and uh, which is probably like $2,700 or whatever it is. And I funded my account with that, and I blew my account there as well. And three years that passed like that, just, you know, hustling and blowing accounts. And in that three years, 
three and a half years, I probably gave up on trading about 60 times. I probably lost hope uh, on life as a whole about 10 to 15 times. I thought about giving up on everything so many times. You know, I've fallen time and time again. I've hit the speed bump. I've hit the obstacles. I've hit the roadblocks time and time again. But it's that passion that I had for trading as a, as a whole that got me through those darkest days. At that time in my life, the only thing I knew was trading and Forex. I didn't know anything else. I didn't know what it is to, to, to get involved into any other business, to get involved into employment or anything like that. All I knew was if you put me in front of a chart, I would analyze the chart and try to trade. But my biggest downfall in those three to five years, sorry, three to 3.5 years, was not the fact that I didn't know how to trade. I knew how to trade because three to three, 3.5 years or three years is a long time. The biggest downfall that I had as a person and as a trader was that I flirted with strategies which means I used to go on YouTube, wake up 6 a.m. in the morning South African time, start to look at strategies, find a strategy, try it for a week or two, or sometimes three to four days. If it never worked for me, I would just push it away, find another YouTube strategy and go from there. And because of my flirting with strategies, I was not able to find consistency because I was not able to find stability in my trading because I didn't want to put in the effort to figure out a strategy and the mechanics behind it. So the three years passed and 3.5 years passed. And then we go all the way to around end of 2016, 2017. And then what I decided to myself, bro, is I said to myself that, you know, if I want to, if I want to go forward in this, I realized that, Doing what I'm doing, flirting around with trading strategies is not going to get me where I am today and where I want to be in the future. So what I did is I decided to push all of that aside. Everything that I knew started from a clean slate again. I started to look at the market from a new perspective, which a lot of people would call naked chart trading. But, but what I discovered in the market, the less is more. So I took away all of the robots, all of the EAs, all of the indicators. I took all of that aside and I just focused on the chart as a whole. At that time, uh, NASDAQ and US 30, um, I, I, I found some sort of uh, respite in that. So NASDAQ is what I actually uh, formed a liking to and started trading. So a lot of traders uh, nowadays, they, they like focusing on 10 uh, or 15 currency pairs or a few indices and just switching around them. But all I did was from the year 2017 until now is I just focused on two indices. I focused on the NASDAQ, more especially in the US 30. And then there's times where I just used to focus on the NASDAQ. Like there was a year where I never traded US 30, I just traded uh, the NASDAQ. And then recently in the past six months, I started getting into the US 30 again. So Basically, in this in this journey, uh, it, it 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 it's brought me through many phases. You know, I've fallen, I've blown accounts, I've I've got into business with the wrong people, I've got my fingers burnt, I've tried doing the whole account management thing. Uh, it 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 all 
in all these phases that that you go through that gets you into the trade that your heart are today to the point where i can i can just put my laptop in my bag go to any country sit there and trade go off the radar if need be and trade but it's a journey it took me 6 years you know a lot of people they have they last $100 and they'll message me and dm me and tell me josh i want to trade i've lost my job i've got $100 my first answer to them is don't get into trading if that's your last $100 do not get into trading you rather feed yourself and sustain yourself and buy yourself food and keep the lights on than get into trading because a lot of people today don't want to give others the truth and reality behind trading and mechanics of it everybody thinks you fund your account you're going to take signals you're going to do mentorship you're going to watch youtube you're going to make a lot of money you're going to retire from your job you're going to buy a supercar you're going to live on an island financial freedom it doesn't work like that you know it's a process it's crying there was periods of my life because i was a trader where i went every night to bed crying i would just sit in bed i wouldn't sleep and i just would cry because this is all i knew all i had was education but so much of education that it corrupted my mind to a state where i couldn't find consistency you know so that's a bit of a background bro of where i'm coming from and uh, what i've been through and and the process of of coming to this point you know Hey, just jumping in here with a message from my sponsor, Sage Strategies. Do you want to trade gold and crypto like the institutions? Well, now you can, and it's free for 14 days with Sage Strategies, fully automated trading strategies. Check out their live track records for 25 unique strategies, plus they'll host everything for you, which is perfect for beginners and advanced traders or investors. Simply sign up for their 14-day free trial at sagestrategies.io and experience it for yourself. It's a story that all of us can most probably most probably every almost every single guest I've had on the show and a lot of my listeners including myself can relate to. Now, um what about the like at that that's over that three and a half year period, I mean you you basically you said you didn't make a withdrawal, you blew every account. Did you did you see signs of hey, this thing could actually like did you make money that you know, you did you grow accounts and think, wow, I've actually grown this account and then just you've frittered it away or Or was it just purely <laughs> there was very little growth and and all decline? So you know you know what used to happen to me, right? At at that time, uh, I'd say after the first year, one first and a half year of trading, I I took a a liking to gold and and to GBP APY. So I took a liking to that. Okay, that's what I traded a lot. That's what 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 I grew with and all of these things. And what used to happen is right I probably used to fund an account with $1000 on a Monday by Thursday I used to grow that account to probably $1700 and then Friday would come and I'd blow the whole account There's times we are fund with $1000 grow to $5000 and then a Friday or Thursday would come and blow the account and one of the reasons why that it would happen was because of the factor called greed everybody talks about greed all of the traders traders will tell you about greed but greed is something that a trader never fully overcomes even right now as a trader sometimes i can still fall prey to greed been 6 or 7 years in the industry 
But at that time, what had happened was that greed was was what overpowered my mind and my training ability more than anything else. But what happens over time is that greed is also a process where greed decreases as time goes by and your ability to trade and your ability to apply certain protocols in your trading increases over time. So yes, bro, I did grow accounts. Grow accounts $1,000 to $5,000. I flipped accounts and all of these things. But because of the greed, I constantly blew accounts until I could figure out, okay, this is what I'm doing wrong. And one of the reasons why I stopped trading gold, a lot of people trade gold, but I think I lost the most amount of money on gold. It just never worked for me because I got greedy with gold and I used to just blow accounts. <laughs> okay, well, that, 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 so there were signs of hope in there that, you know, you could actually make some money in this now what about the um the turning point where you you know decided right i'm you know flirting with too many strategies i'm going to focus on just the naked chart i mean you obviously at that point knew an awful lot of stuff and you wanted to distill it down into a fresh approach how did you how did you how did you come up with that fresh approach on on nas and us30 okay so basically you know it's basically starting off on a clean slate. So literally, it's a change that you have to make for the betterment of your trading career. So I remember I wrestled with this for about a week and then I woke up a morning and I said, okay, this is when I'm going to do it. I cleared out my chart. I cleared out everything that I had saved, everything that, that would start to, 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 to give me second, second thoughts and doubts and all of these things. So I decided I'm starting off with the clean state. And at that time, uh, I was basically one of the first traders in South Africa to start trading the NASDAQ. And then slowly what happens is people see it on Instagram and they see all of these things. And then people start trading NASDAQ. But about, I'd say about three years, I was one of the first people or one of the few people to start trading uh, NASDAQ. And, and US that was always traded, but NASDAQ especially. But in terms of the approach with NASDAQ, the first thing before I could even take a single trade on it, I started to study it. So I started to study NASDAQ as a whole. I studied, I then studied what drives the NASDAQ. I then studied the background of, of those things. And I started to formulate a foundation in which I would base my trading. And that's, that's when I started to get into a more dynamic approach of trading the markets. Now, you know, every trader has a different approach to trading. Some traders will say, okay, Joash's approach uh, is, is too quick for me. Or some people would say, I love Joash's approach. But it all depends about, and it all depends on the person and caliber you are. Some people, swing trading might work for them. Others, scalping might work for them. Others, super scalping might work for them. Or hyper scalping, whatever it is. But it all depends on the person that you are as a whole that will then contribute to your trading. So that's also something that I had to find. I had to find within myself. I remember I started, I tried, I tried swing trading for about six months and that was the worst six months of my life because my mind was always tense. And then I decided and I figured out, I tried this out for six months and swing trading is not for me because I'm not that caliber of a person. But then you'd get another person who's just a swing trader and makes millions of dollars and kudos to them 
you know, but in terms of me, the swing trading aspect never worked. And then when I saw scalping and intraday trading, I saw that that's more the approach I am because of the caliber of person I am as a whole that then reflects into my trading as well, you know. Awesome. And so, so I mean, it, it sounds like you were adding some, you're adding some fundamentals into your, your approach. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of traders, right, they choose to go as a fundamental or as a technical trader. So it's either, either or. But with me, I decided that I want to incorporate both of these aspects to actually get to the point that I want to. So even though I trade technicals, I'm always aware of the fundamentals that are happening. And then if, you, if you're a student of my mentorship, uh, you'll understand according to our strategy that there are some days where I only trade fundamentals. You know, so, so what I've done is I wouldn't say my strategy is perfect. No strategy is perfect. Every, every strategy has their flaws. But what I've found in terms of myself I've been able to find that sweet spot where I've been able to uh, incorporate the fundamentals and the technicals to form something and a system that works for me. So that system that works for me might not, might not work for another person, but it might have to be tweaked for another person in order to work for them. But that's what makes trading uh, so, 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 so good and, and so, so exciting because each person has to find their own way and find their own aspects and dynamic approach to trade in order to succeed in it, you know? And so just diving into that sort of fundamental approach again, I mean, like, so if you, uh, I'm, I'm interested in how you backtested it and sort yeah, of, yeah. you know, it's sometimes quite hard to get the, the fundamental data in historical mm-hmm. time. How did you go about yeah, yeah. sort of validating the this information you're getting, and even on a daily basis, to get fundamental information on a daily basis that's going to affect the market is yeah. is quite something. So, how did you get yeah that that information and sort of were you able to backtest it, or did you just foretest it? What did you do? So, so basically, the first time I I I stumbled upon uh, fundamentals uh, or, or fundamental aspect that would work, it was by accident. Okay, so so when I saw that, okay, like like one of it, let's look at the NFP. Okay, so there's a certain fi- fundamental approach that I use to the NFP, and when I stumbled upon this and I found it, okay, yo, this is this is suddenly working out. So what I did is I started going back on all of the previous NFPs that happened because NFP is something that is very distinctive, you know, first Friday, so it's easily approachable and easily to easily identify in the market. So I remember I went back about three months. I went back about five months. I went back about seven months. And then I decided and I and I found that, okay, my hit rate with these NFP is if I had taken those trades according to my new approach, would have been about a 70 to 80% hit rate. You know, so I then back tested it. And then I, then I found out, okay, there is some sort of uh, legitimacy in terms of fundamentals. And then I started to to go forward in terms of testing it. I would have wait. I would wait for that first Friday, and then I started putting money into it. And I remember in the year 2019, I made some silly money, stupid money on NFP just alone. I remember NFP. There was a time where NFP was going so good for me where I wasn't even trading any USD pairs. 
I remember I was uh, I was trading. I think uh, one of the CAD pairs, the Canadian dollar pairs. Can't even remember which one. And I cracked the NFP just by trading that. Right. Yeah. So so not even trading the USD pairs. People just think you know what? I have to trade USD pairs. Then at that, that time I was trading some currencies as well. Uh, GBP, JPY as well. I remember there was there was there was certain NFPs like for spell where NFP would affect it. And and you know? how did and how did you go about it. getting the NFP info before the like announcement and stuff? I and mean, was there a was there a trick to it or? So 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 there, there is a trick to it. Obviously, I can't disclose that because it's a part of the mentorship. But but what I would do is with NFP, uh, it it people usually think that or, or have the perception. That NFP only uh, is surrounded by the singular NFP event. Okay, but in terms of NFP, I usually look at the week's data that has happened. So I look at the fundamentals that have occurred for the week, just to get my approach. Because the thing about the market, if you look at the past, uh, if okay, let's look at the past five NFPs. The past five NFPs have never taken a loss. I think it was not the last NFP, but the previous NFP. The trade, um, the trade waited to profit, but it took some time. You know, there was a lot of volatility, but then it pushed in that direction. But the thing is with NFP, it's not just the NFP news release, but it's it's the data and the perception that the market has in order to 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 gear up for the NFP. So when I look at NFP, I'm not just looking at the NFP news release, but I'm looking at the week and what the market is doing in order to prepare me for the NFP. So you'd see most of the time when I give NFP direction, it's before the NFP is even released. And that's because it's not because I'm guessing and saying, okay, we're going to buy NFP or we're going to sell NASDAQ or we're going to sell this static. But it's because I'm looking at the past data that has happened for the week. And it's upon that that I'm basing uh, my approach to the NFP, you know, and yeah. it's upon that I've, I've seen like a like a seventy to eighty, sometimes eighty five percent hit rate on the NFP. That's just one fundamental that we're talking about, you know. And, and what's and what sort of risk to reward are you looking at on that? Okay, so the thing is, you know, this is a very debatable thing. Okay, now my approach when I trade Nasdaq or US thirty. Not currencies. If I had to go use currencies, let's start off with that. I would probably use a risk to reward ratio of, of one is to three or one is to two. Okay. That is my standard risk to reward ratio on gold as well. It used to work perfectly. But when you get into the industry sector in terms of NASDAQ and US 30, I always tell people this it's something that you have to prepare yourself for mentally. You'd find some of the best traders in the world who make millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of dollars still don't trade indices as regularly as I would trade or another trader would trade. It's not because they don't have the money for it. It's not because they're not mentally prepared for it. It's because they know the risk behind trading an indice. You see, an indice as a whole, let's look at the NASDAQ. NASDAQ is made up of Apple, Google, Google, Microsoft, Tesla, and so on. Now, at any given time, without any account, without any fundamentals, 
any of these companies, the big five or big four companies, could release anything that impacts the NASDAQ as a whole and impacts the NASDAQ as a whole. And you as a technical trader or as a fundamental trader, which is, which is trading fundamentals that is widely known to us, can get caught into drawdown. That can happen. It's, it's, a, it's a risk that you take as a trader when trading, to, when trading NASDAQ or US 30 that you have to understand that is out of our control. Like this morning, if you look at the NASDAQ and US 30, there was a drop that happened about, that occurred, and I think it pushed down about 400 points or 500 points. Okay. Now, luckily, we took a sell in the morning on the US 30, and we got, got on the trade, and we took profits, and then that that's drop happened. Now, that drop wasn't a technical drop, because if you look at the volatility of it, it was definitely a fundamental drop. drop. We never got onto the trade. We never made money from the trade. But, and right up until now, I do not know why that spike happened to the, board, to the downside. But if we were on the buy and we had a technical buy and we had other fundamentals and that spike happened, we probably would have been in deep drawdown and probably have to close in a loss. So there, therefore, what I found coming back to it is that sometimes we'd find that We'd, we'd use a one is to two risk to reward ratio on indices. Sometimes we'd use a one is to one risk to reward ratio into indices. And most of the time it wouldn't work because what would happen is we get into a trade with 200 points or 20 pups into profit and suddenly we get a spike down. Our TP is around 70 pups or 700 points. Our stop loss is around 500 points. And it whacks the stop loss before going in our direction. I've seen this happen time and time and time again. So me personally, I will not use a stop loss on my trades. But when I give out a signal, I put out a stop loss. The reason why I do not give out, or why I do not choose a stop loss is because according to my account size, sometimes I'm trading an account of $200,000. But my risk exposure even if the trade goes into a hundred or a thousand points drawdown, will only be about 20% or 30% of the account, which I can afford to risk. But another person with a thousand dollar account, if they go into a thousand point drawdown, they are probably only risking 5% of their account. So therefore, I would say people apply stop loss or give a stop loss in the trade. But for me personally, as a trader, trading an indice, I will not use a stop loss until it comes to a point where I'm 20 pups in profit. I can see that the market is in profit, but it's not the way that I want it to go. I move this, I put a stop loss at break even. That's it. Like example, back to this morning, we took the first trade on the US 30. The trade went into 10 pups, 100, 100 points of profit. I moved my stop loss to break even entry. It got kicked out at entry. Okay. Everybody on the group, signals group, got kicked out at entry. I told the guys, put your stop loss at entry. Okay. The second trade came in was a re entry. We got onto the sell again and the market dropped. We took about 
200 points or 20 pips on the trade and we got out you know so 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 it is a debatable thing everybody has uh their views on it some people say you know what um i don't like the way it trades some people would say i like the way it trades honestly bro there are people in on my signals group who fi- who fund their account with a thousand rand which is more or less a hundred dollars and end the week on a seven hundred dollar profit there are some there are some people who take the same signals and end the account blown at the end of the week it's different approaches i'm not saying that it works for everybody but if you're able to understand and follow what i am saying you to do you are going to make money mm. you know it's interesting, yeah, so it's, 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 you're, you're not the first one i've had on the show and uh, like other people that have have mentioned it as well where they don't yeah. trade with the stop loss and the funny thing is they actually make like quite a lot of money um now, now yeah. just sort of going back to where things started turning a corner for you i mean can you can you sort of highlight that for us like how did how did you feel and and how did it happen and was it like a sort of like a massive aha moment or was it just more of a i think i've got it now how did that play out so, right because i've spent right that i was i spent like three years of just losing i was always wary of what i was doing i became very wary so even when things started clicking for me so literally as i told you it was a week of me then deliberating within myself where i wanted to just push everything aside and start off afresh give it one last shot okay so i remember i woke up that one morning as i said I started, I said, let me give this a go. Okay. At that point, when I started this, I wasn't excited. I wasn't overwhelmed. It wasn't like suddenly, wow, the heavens opened for me. It wasn't that type of thing. It was more of me now finding my foot in, in something. And, and I knew that I was now on the right track because within me, I wasn't dependent on other people and what I would have learned. But I was dependent on knowledge that I've developed within myself by making these mistakes. That is why I would say to most traders, mentorship doesn't always work for you. Sometimes the best traders are traders which do not do not have mentors. Because what happens is you make those mistakes. You, you have a journal where you, you write down those things that you've done wrong or mistakes that you've made, and then you build upon that. So I would say I offer mentorship, but I would say to some people, mentorship doesn't, wouldn't work for everybody. You get me? Yeah. Don't waste your money on mentorship. Rather, take that money, keep it aside, focus on your skill, build up your mindset, and then take that money and invest into your trading account six months from now and trade it. Yeah, you're going to be you doing the work one way or the other. So if you if you, if you haven't got the money to get a mentor, then you may as well have a crack at it yourself to start off with. Um, you know, as I said, different things work for different people. You know, sometimes a mentor might work for you. Sometimes a mentor might not work for you. You know, so so it all depends on the person as a whole and the mindset as a person. You 
Okay, okay, what, what I want to do now is sort of jump, sort of jump into, into some questions, questions around, around like your trading, trading here and now. now. Uh, uh, I mean, what, 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 what would you, how many, how many trades would you take in a, in a week? Okay, cool. So basically, when I trade, I look to take a minimum of two to three trades a day. Okay, so this is just some advice, right, to the traders who are going to watch this. It's important to have a routine. Not a trading routine, because that will never work. That will fail. But a lifestyle routine. Okay. So basically, let me give you my routine. Everybody wants to know this. They, they send so many DMs. So let me just put this out here. Okay. I wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Okay. I I do some light exercise, get into the shower, get out. Uh, I spend some time with God. I'm big into religion. By 6.30 a.m. or 6 a.m., I jump into the charts. Okay. From that point, I'm either, I'm looking to take a trade. Where either be it fundamental, be it technical, whatever it is, according to strategy, whatever it is, that's what I'm looking to do. So sometimes I would find a setup at 9 a.m., sometimes at 10 a.m., sometimes at 7 a.m. But what I'm doing is I'm analyzing the chart because my goal is to get into, get into a trade into the earlier part of the day. Sometimes I might not get into a trade. Sometimes I might do. Most of the time I do. I would send out a signal and hit rate is good. So we usually take profits around 10 a.m., 11 a.m. in the day. Okay. Day on, I turn away from the charts. Okay. I either have a meeting, I either do other things that, that I'm involved in, okay? My day would go until about 2 p.m. and I'd get onto the charts again because I trade the NYSE open religiously every day. That's why uh, the signals are like so big in terms of South Africa, Africa and abroad, abroad because I trade it religiously every day, the 3.30 NYSE open, which is 9.30 NYSE open US time. Um, I trade this. Okay, so basically, I look to take that trade. I take the trade at nine thirty US time. Be profit or loss, I close up, and I don't look at the chart until the next morning again. That's my basic trading routine. And, and are, so, you, are you trading with uh, limit orders, or are you doing market orders? How do they? Uh, so, in? so most of the time, it's market execution. Okay, reason being is, here again, what I'm going to talk about now is something that no mentor or not even myself can teach, teach a person. But, but what happens is, as a trader, you need to develop a relationship with the industry or currency that you're trading. Okay, so when I get into a trade, I, I analyze and I have a feel of what the industry is doing like what the NASDAQ is doing and what it has done previously. Okay. So when I look at the movement and I, and I, and I, I know the approach that I want to take and I know how the market is approaching certain levels and certain areas and price and whatever it is, that's when I would look to get into the market. So a lot of it is based on experience. It's something that you cannot teach a person, you know, People will, will tell me, Josh, I, I will pay you extra just for you to teach me that. 
I will tell them keep your funds or keep your money because it's something that you have to develop over experience. You know, it's not a skill that can be just be taught uh, to a person. You know. So, so talking about, I suppose, experience and looking at a chart and that. I mean, what what three things would you recommend somebody study on a price chart? Okay, firstly, a lot of people look at multiple time frames, so they go into the weekly, the daily, the four hour, the one hour, and then go on to lower time frames. Okay, this is not wrong. It works for most traders. Most of my good friends who are traders and multi-millionaire traders, it works for them, but it doesn't work for me. This is my approach. So the thing that I do is, I probably look at two time frames only. So on the Nasdaq, I would look at the one hour and the four hour. If I'm looking at smaller time frame, I'd look at the five hour and the one minute time frame. So coming back to it, my approach is the first thing is. I do not look at multiple time frames. If I look at it, I'd probably only look at two time frames. I'd look at the four time frame and I'd look at the five minute time frame. Four time frame just to get an overall direction. One five minute time frame just to pinpoint my entry. I don't use multiple time frames to uh, get into my positions. Second thing is, I would say to any trader as a whole. Do not ever set benchmarks for yourself when looking at the chart. So when looking at the chart, number one, don't say to yourself, "I need to make a hundred dollars today." That's the major reason why you will not make a hundred dollars, because automatically you're you're putting pressure onto yourself before you even take a trade. Yeah, uh, then. I would say the next the next thing would be is that do not crowd your chart. So this is a personal thing for me where I do not crowd my chart, which means that my chart is very clean. It has minimal on it for me to take a trade. And now yet again, this works for me. I not work for another person. Another person might have five different robots or indicators on their chart, and they might make more money than me. But in terms of my approach to trading. I try and keep things as clean as, as possible. In fact, if I see a chart that is overly crowded, things don't click for me. Cool, awesome. Well, there's three three great things to focus on there, guys. Now, what about mindset? Do you have any special mindset tricks or hacks or something that people can perhaps add to their like things to try? Yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is, right. My biggest thing about trading is that I do not focus on money. See, money is a mindset. Together with money comes lifestyle. And the biggest problem with traders and new traders today is that they are too busy focusing on lifestyle as a whole and what car another trader is driving, where they live, the clothes they use, the Gucci, the Versace. Uh, the Louboutins and all of those things. But the biggest hack is focusing on the skill. So when I take a trade, whether I'm I'm in $100 of profit or $1,000 of profit, I don't care about the money that I'm in or in the profit I'm in or in the loss I'm in. But what I'm focusing is on the skill. 
So when I take a loss, I've learned and it's, and it's added to my skill. When I've taken a profit, well, that's just my skill coming into play. But yet again, what I'm trying to say is that I'm only focusing on my skill. Okay? I'm not focusing on the money. The biggest hack as a trader that will give you a 180 immediately in terms of your trading, a 180 degree, is if you can move the shift from how much Joash is making, how much this trade is making, how much that trade is making, and focus on the skill. Spend more time on the skill than on Instagram. It's a, that's a good you know? quote. I like that. <laughs> I like that quote. Cool. Um, what about like if you had to recommend something someone spend the next month trying to master, what would it be? Okay, cool. So if a person had to master something, okay, this is a very debatable thing. People would say master your risk management and all of these things. But my approach to this would be only master one technique okay so i'm not saying master a strategy but i am saying to you master one technique okay so for example if a person uses trend lines trend lines is not a strategy trend lines might form part of a strategy but i would say only focus on that some people want to jump onto trend lines then they want to put in support and resistance the next hour. Then they want to use price action the next hour. Then they want to put in an indicator, the moving average the next hour, the 50 EMA, the 5 EMA, whatever it is. And then they want to form a trading strategy. But just focus on one aspect. Focus on one aspect of what you want to build. Get satisfaction into that journal it, make notes on that, and then move on to a next aspect. Part of my trading strategy in terms of the new way when I started trading in 2017 was that I started to differentiate different aspects and find success in that. Okay, like there's the important thing that I look at in the market, which is levels. And for a big time in my life, people will say to me, Oh, people say until, up until now, Josh closes the trade so quickly. It goes into 20 pups of profit or 200 pups in profit and he closes. And then the trade after that, after he closed, waited to another 800 points of profit. And I, my, my answer to them would be, it's not because I panicked and closed. It's because I've identified a level that previously in the past screwed me over five out of five. <laughs> so the high probability of that screwing me over, which you may not see, but I will see, is so high. That is why I'd rather take my 20 pups or my 200 points and be happy. Yeah. You yeah. get me? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. it's things like Experience that. Experience, really, isn't it? It's, it's an aspect that I focus on. So if I would share one thing, I would say don't focus on a strategy as a whole. Focus on the aspects that make up your trading strategy, you know? Yeah, it's almost like it's you need to, you can convince yourself that certain levels aren't going to hold um, when you're initially sort of starting out. But if you've seen it enough times, and you see they do hold enough times, you're like, oh, I'm just going to take my profit. 
I'm just going to get out of that trade. And you know, and everyone's like, why is he, why is he getting out so, so quickly? That's why. Experience. Right. We're going to jump into the quick yeah, fire yeah. rounds here. Uh, Joe Ash. So to start off with, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? I would say about six years, bro. Six to seven years. Eh? What's your favorite entry setup? Uh, meaning, can you elaborate on that? Oh, when you're entering a trade, what do you like to see? Okay, when I like when I when when I enter trade, I like volatility. A market that is slow or quiet or, or sluggish never interests me. So volatility is the thing that. That 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 makes the market delicious for me. You know? How do you uh, exit or manage trades? You've sort of already mentioned okay, cool. this, but yeah, maybe so just summarize I'm, it. So 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 as I've said, is my approach to trading is when I get into profits, if I can see that there's danger before me, I, I wouldn't take the risk to hold through the danger. I'd rather take my profits and get into the next opportunity. If I'm in profits and I see that the danger is there. The next thing that I do is I move, I apply stop loss at break even. So when my trade kicks out, it kicks out at break even. I've had the opportunity, but I've also not lost money. Money. Do you have a recommended book or resource, trading resource? Okay, cool. So this is free, but what I would say is if you're looking at fundamentals, a resource that's very important that every trader should acquire is CNBC. I would say if you've got CNBC, spend that the few uh, the, the the I think it's like a few dollars and try and get the paid subscription, okay? Because this gives you a lot of information in terms of fundamentals, which also then incline uh, with your technicals as well. And is that an online version of it, or is that just the the, the what they uh, have so, on so TV? It's, so, so, so in most countries, uh, CNBC is not on TV, so it's an online version. Okay. So you download the app and then you have to get it that way. So it's just in a few countries that you have access. Yeah. If you've got access, the bonus, you know. Cool. And uh, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Okay, cool. Worst ever trade was the NASDAQ. This is this is the one that is, that is that sticks in my mind and I always share with everybody. I was in about... $50,000 of profit on the NASDAQ trade, okay? My account was probably at that time in terms of equity about, I'd say, sitting about $120,000. So my account was basically like, like healthy, okay? And I never applied a stop loss because, I mean, $50 of floating in green, you know, in blue. I remember I went downstairs to the kitchen to get something to eat, and I went to the toilet and I came back and the whole account was blown. That is, <laughs> I lost a shitload of money. And that is when I realized that trading indices, number one, is not for the faint hearted. Number two, I'd never ever leave a trade unattended, not even for a second ever again in my life. That's a that was the worst day of my life. Just, just yeah. on that, just on that. How, how did you? Sorry, go on, mate. Go on. So, so, so I know what you're gonna. Say. How did you ever come back from that? I literally 
switched off and turned off everything. I took a break like for two or three days just to get myself and compose myself together and then get back into the market. What I was actually going to ask, and I forgot to ask it earlier on, was whether or not. So you, you obviously, you know, you sold your car and you blew that account. When was the sort of last time you funded an account fresh, like a fresh funded account without trading profits? And how, and how much okay. was that? Okay, cool. So it was a thousand dollars, right? That I funded. I remember uh, I had a relative that I actually um, uh, loaned the money from. So it came to a point where I started loaning money from people that I know to take trades. So this relative, you know, uh, they could obviously see that I was down and out. And then uh, I told them, you know what, there's something that I want to try. I never told them that I've been doing this for such a long time, but I just told them that there's something I want to try. So a lot of people, uh, because of sympathy, they would give you that money. So it was because of the state I was in. I wasn't in, wasn't in a good place. So they gave me that thousand dollars. And that's how I funded that last account that actually I started that I actually started blooming in, you know, and that account bloomed instead of blue. And then that's where, you know, things started working. And then eventually what happened is I just started flipping accounts. I used to fund a thousand dollars. I used to flip it. I used to fund a thousand dollars. I used to flip it. This time I took a thousand dollars to about, I think like 70 or $80,000 in a period of eight weeks. That's awesome. You know? That's so, awesome. So, so, so it happened. I've seen the highs. I've seen the lows of trading, bro. Now, uh, two two more questions before we wrap up here. So, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Okay, cool. So, firstly, trading platform. Every trader should be using tradingview.com. If you're not using tradingview.com, you need to use it. It's more user friendly. It's fresh. It, it gives you more insight into the market. Broker, my preferred broker is called Globex 360. It is a South African broker or an African broker. Now, the reason why I use them is because, number one, wood rolls. A lot of brokers, they could offer you the best spread, raw accounts, whatever it is. But when it comes to wood rolls, you have a lot of hassles with them. So the major thing for me that works is the withdrawals. Withdrawals on time, 24-hour withdrawals, Globex 360, that's it. Hey, folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. For me cool and if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice what would it be cool i think i've mentioned this but i just want to leave this because i see this over and over and over again on traders on a daily basis which i meet the first thing when you meet traders the reason why they're attracted to a person or to trading is because they've seen a certain sort of lifestyle and guys, remember something. And if you could just remember this one thing, it's going to make the world of difference to you. If you just stop focusing on another person or another trader's lifestyle and focus on your skill, which I will say over and over and over again, it will make the world of difference to you and your trading. 
because too many people are too focused on this on the lifestyle that a certain person is living that they want to acquire but what you don't understand is the heartache the downtimes and all of the hassle that that person had to go through to acquire what they have today and all of that boils down to developing your skill developing your passion hard work hassle never give up and more especially put in the time into the charts for a period of a year i put in every day about 16 hours into the chart daily just studying the chart and the movements in it so just put in the time focus on the skill not the lifestyle and everything else will follow awesome brilliant well look uh before we wrap up what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you okay cool so the best way to get a hold of me is instagram okay so instagram is joash naidu underscore sa that's where you can get a hold of me or my alternative instagram my backup is jmoney.sa you can get a get a hold of me on one of those two accounts we've got an admin team that will help you give you some advice assist you uh, if you're interested in services and just put you on the right track you know the thing is realism is very important as a trader we want to be the people that know your situation and firstly before you get into trading give you the reality of it there are some people that I'll turn away and tell them it's not the right time for you to trade because of x y and z you know there are some people where I'll tell them i think you should try it because you're in the position to do it you know so it's it's a different approach altogether awesome Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Joe Ash for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Joe Ash in the search box on tradingnut.com. And that's J-O-A-S-H. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, so there you have it. Interview done and dusted with Joe Ash. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, if you're wondering why is my mic in this weird position here, it's because I had real issues with uh, pinning this mic to the desk. I'm actually, I've come up with a final solution now. It's been a whole year of this thing falling off and my solution is just completely broken. So I've now come up with a, a way that I think I'm going to be able to fix it. So at the moment, I'm just holding this thing in my hand. Uh, anyway, thanks for watching the show or listening to the show. Now, do remember the other things coming up here on Trading Up. We've got something in the crypto space. We've got the, uh, you guys can hit me up with some guests if you want to hear some more traders that you know on the show. Also, there's the trade, trading that chat room, the Telegram chat room, which is completely free. So if you're looking for a chat group which is managed and monitored, then head over there, guys. There's some awesome content, some awesome traders, of which one is Cass Darman, who's been on the show a number of times. He's also doing key levels for the week ahead. So if you're looking to get not just the key levels, but support in a separate chat room, a private chat room, this is a paid service, then uh, head over there to YouTube and you'll be able to find out more if you click on join on the Trading Nut channel. Uh, last but not least, if you are looking to automate some or all of your trading, I'm still running the Robot Builders Club for new members. I'm taking a few more on this month. If you do want to get uh, on board and be part of that and you've got questions, hit me up by email or Instagram or Telegram. And uh, also, do be sure to take the free training that's over there on tradingnut.com to find out how we do it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next episode.